0: it's part of american politics
1: we love our polls from local races to the national stage of the 2024 presidential election matt towery and robert kahaley are churning the data so you can stay informed this is polling plus Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Towery with the bow one himself, Robert Haley, and welcome to another edition of Polling Plus. Robert, how are you doing?
0: As Nikki Haley likes to say, it's a great time to be in South Carolina. There's <laughs> political mud being thrown everywhere, and for people who enjoy this, it, it is like second Christmas.
1: Well, you know what's so funny is the rest of America, most of us, are not in South Carolina. And we're, we're, to be honest with you, we're not really hearing a lot. About that race. But you and I are both polling it, right? Yes, sir. And we have a secret that the others just are not in on, right?
0: Well, we sort of do. Not sure how close we can get to the line of telling them today, but maybe.
1: Why don't you? Well, we talked about it last week. I mean, Nikki Haley even has ads right now, her PAC does, saying, hey, you you can vote in the Republican primary. It doesn't matter what you've been in the past. Absolutely.
0: she has a new pack ad running from her a uh, stand for America, which right. is actually I think a C four and maybe a hybrid pack, and this ad um, is you know kind of a, has a you know dark tent around the White House, and you know messages about tired of the chaos blah blah blah, and then at the end it says anyone in South Carolina can vote in the Republican in the in the election on the twenty fourth, is let you vote in the Democrat primary. It makes it very clear, and it's being run in times when younger people and um, a lot of non-traditional Republicans are watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find it very fascinating. They've just really ramped up. Now, at the same time, <laughs> interestingly enough, the Democrat Party has put out a letter counteracting this, saying that if you vote in the Republican primary, you can't participate in our re- re- organization. Which is when the Democrats send people to precinct meetings to elect their officers. Well, that's only about four thousand people, right? But, exactly. But of course, most of the media and most of the campaigns have just taken that to be real. I know how how narrowly that that thing had to be targeted, so that tells me, you know, they're complaining a little too hard. I feel uh-huh. like there's real effort going on in some of the hoity-toity, very very big Democrat neighborhoods. There's lots of Haley signs. Mm-hmm. So I think we should count on, uh, maybe not to the level of New Hampshire, but right. a level of Democrat and independent participation in the Republican primary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, so people know we've been in the field, uh, in the last day or two in South Carolina. I think you've been out there too. Um, we're both going to have numbers coming up, probably do another set of numbers before the thing comes down, uh, a week from the Saturday is that if I'm not that's right missing it, um, But it's funny that the rest of the country really isn't talking about it very much. And I I think the problem that Nikki Haley runs into is, okay. so let's say maybe she does 40 percent in South Carolina. Now, she can make a big deal out of that. But coming right around the corner is Super Tuesday. And she doesn't have the resources or the ability. And I I don't know if you saw all these. A certain pollster, one polling group, um, came out with a slew of of these polls in all of these uh, Super Tuesday states. And it's just like Trump by like eight zillion points in almost every one of them. So what, and let's not, I won't even get into whether it's a good pollster or not. I, at this point, if somebody's willing to put a poll out there, I'll say they're fine because so many people don't put polls. out. Publicly. Absolutely. Well, so,
0: exactly. If, if you got the guts to, to put it out there on the line, then you're not going to hear criticism out of us.
1: Yeah. You're, you're with us and, and we're with you. So If you take that into account, then Trump's got this thing. I mean, this is a sort of I mean, I know that there was a a, sort of a wing and a prayer hope. They thought that they could sort of take him down at the last minute, but it doesn't appear to be happening. I I guess we'll release our numbers as people hear this podcast. Probably our first numbers will hit this coming week on Real Clear Politics, and then they'll get an idea of where we think Trump is. We certainly don't think he's going to lose, right?
0: No, I I don't think there's a chance of that at this point. Right. But what I will say is, I think the angle that she's gonna she's gonna go with, if all these polls have been out there saying he's gonna have a thirty, you know, thirty, thirty five, thirty seven point margin, right, and that our margin ends up being in the twenties, then she's gonna say, look at how we close the gap, right. And right. so uh, you know, it, we've always thought it's it's not the most responsible thing in the world um, for for you know the campaigns to when you're ahead, to be talking about how far you're ahead, because you don't, people can only say that you didn't meet expectations. That's exactly right. And and I do think, and we've talked about
1: this all along, I think a lot of these polls have puffed and pumped Trump up to pump him down, <laughs> down the road. But that's uh, for another day. We've, we've talked about that before. So, so Robert, shifting gears real quickly, did you see that great Super Bowl ad? Tremendous political ad. We'll talk about there was another but. Did you see that great Super Bowl ad where they came on and they said, hey, either you're too old or incompetent and unable to stand trial for an intentional crime, or you're too old and incompetent and unable to run the country. Did you see that brilliant ad?
0: I must have been in the bathroom. I don't know how I missed it. I love watching the commercial.
1: I just don't know how I missed that of course, Republicans couldn't take the opportunity even to buy news adjacencies after the Super Bowl to run that ad. I don't know who in the world thinks that the Republicans are going to win in November when they can't. Ra- I mean, look at what happened in New York. They had a special election up there. The, the, the woman got waxed.
0: I mean, blown away. Eight points. And she's such a good candidate. That's what makes me so angry. isn't I hear she got outspent two to one. And I was spent two to one. It, it yeah. makes me furious. I mean, here she is, you know, an, an African who served in the I- Israeli army right. and immigrated to America legally. I mean, she is the poster child for kind of American we want. Yeah, and, and loses for no reason other than big, big Republican money didn't bother to help her.
1: It's just incredible. Okay, so let's go back to that uh, supposed uh, Super Bowl ad that never. <laughs> the premise of it big bombshell this week special counsel comes out and says okay um not going to charge the president he's he's a he would come off as i don't have the exact words as an affable friendly elderly man uh who can't really remember anything in essence and now in law school they didn't ever teach me that to have mens rea to commit a crime when you committed it that if you didn't have weren't quite as sharp at the time, they wanted to charge you. They ah, they just let it go. But apparently, that's that's the view here. Well, they, but
0: you know, I heard a few po- prosecutors, Matt, and one of the things they said is that especially with federal stuff, you know, they have this you know huge conviction rate, and and a lot of it's because they just if they don't think they could win a jury trial, they don't go forward. Right. And, and I think it was as much of them trying to explain why they didn't charge him, even though they made it clear that he understood he broke the law. Right, They had to give a reason for not charging him and to, and to, to state we don't think a jury would convict him is a heck of a reason not to charge somebody and a reason they use every day. But of so course, what it, I don't what have it, that much of tr- trouble with that answer. Really did, I just think it's funny.
1: What it really did, Robert, is it finally put out there foursquare,
0: square In that, a government report that's a
1: major league issue that the president can't remember anything. And, you know, look, we've had some of our friends who are big in the media. Uh, I I want to give give credit, for example, to Sean Hannity. Sean has said for ages to us on the air that Biden's not going to be the nominee. And I said, oh, Biden's going to be the nominee. He's going to be the nominee. Now, it's still a 50-50 as to whether he's going to be the nominee because the man's got to walk off the stage. If it can find the stage to walk off of it, but they're going to be
0: real careful because they might walk back home. Well,
1: here's, well, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> it, it does, if nothing else, it totally validates what Sean and others were saying two and three years ago. And they made fun of us, and made fun of him. And they said, oh, that's just a right wing conservative. No, he was totally right. Biden was out of it apparently, even when he was sworn in and he's just been going downhill the whole time. Now we've all known that, but to have it validated I mean, they've got a big, big problem. How do they overcome this, Robert?
0: Well, they- not to mention those tapes might be public one day. And, you know, I just keep thinking about how people were jumping all over this this special prosecutor saying that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that much a Republican and he wasn't going to be tough. And I'm like, boy, he just he did, he did what we wish all the investigations would do, give everybody some answers they can vote based on and don't worry so much about convicting them of anything because you're too close to an election to, to adjudicate every issue.
1: Right. Not to mention sitting presidents not going to be prosecuted, but, but That's right. let, let's still think this thing through now. You know, um, we've got uh, Vice President Harris, who has been raising her profile in recent weeks. <laughs> and, and, you know, well, you know, here's the deal. Yeah, she doesn't have great approval ratings and the like, but do I believe that she has been framed with, in, in, a, in a proper way by the opposition, the Republicans nationwide, so everybody's going to just say, oh, there's no way. I don't know that's the case. And so, I, and I've said before, I, I thought she might be more dangerous than Biden for the Republicans because she I, th- I think I said it last week, she would get that, that African-American female vote. Turning out for her, if nothing else, as a defense mechanism. And that's their base, let's face it. But something's got to give here because the Twilight Zone election, which you and I've called it, is just rolling out every minute, just exactly the way we predicted a year ago. It's just wacky. You got Trump facing all these trials. You got a president who doesn't know what, he's, what room he's in, can't take questions. This is really a crazy time period. You, what's your guess? What would you, if you were in charge
0: of the Democrats? What would you do? I mean, this reminds me of that moment on uh, Ghostbusters when Bill G- Murray's talking about dogs sleeping with cats. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness. Earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rise. rising from the grave. Human sacrifice. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Enough, yes, I get the point. It really is just total chaos. Right. And and it's, you know, I, if I'm the Democrats— I mean, I, the only thing you can do is some kind of a move at the convention. Uh, Maybe something on the floor, maybe get somebody different as VP, somebody Mm -hmm. that's a little more palatable. Uh, You know, they vote for president vice president on the floor separately and then give Biden an off ramp at some point after the convention and the VP just slides in the slot. Right. That's the only way I could see them doing this. That would make more sense to me. Unless he
1: really goes downhill quickly. I mean, because I, I, to be honest with you, I could see a measurable difference in the last month versus last year when he still seemed like he didn't know what he was doing But I mean, he's really bad now I mean he every time he's quoting people who are dead and he met with them and he did this and he did that and, he, and, and it's almost like you know when you're playing tennis or golf or football or any sport and you get into a slump you, you then you start swinging harder and you just you start really getting bad i i had that happen this last week so on the golf course so you know i'll have a good day i had a great day on sunday saturday oh best best round i've ever had next day i go out i couldn't hit the ball and then you start panicking and then you start trying to change things in your mind oh wait a minute i've got to move my left arm down i've got to straighten up i've got to make this adjustment and then you start falling apart i don't know whether he's consciously just overwhelmed with everyone thinking he doesn't know what's going on or whether his brain is just deteriorating. I'm not, I don't mean that to be disrespectful. We won't know. But something is really going on right now with him. So it could be so fast that they don't have time to wait until a convention in July or August,
0: right? Quite possible. Uh, you know, the, They're really working to kind of keep his public persona to a minimum. So that kind of fits what they're looking at.
1: Well, okay. So I can tell you one thing that could distract us. Oh, I know the Russians having some sort of nuclear weapon in outer space. And so, I mean, here we have this, <laughs> another incredible thing, this this uh, information that came out today, uh, Mike Turner, um, uh, head of intelligence in, in, the, in the House of Representatives, came out and said, look, we've got to declassify certain information about a threat, which I believe is from Russia. Um and we're waiting to see of course, we, we, we record these things. Uh, we don't know it's not every day, so th- some of this is going to spill out over the next week as people hear our podcast. But clearly, um, they've got something here substantial and big. Our friend Newt Gingrich has been talking about Russia's capabilities to do this for, for ages, right?
0: Right. And, and the thing is, when you have a weapon in space, I mean, all the systems to destroy these weapons hit them upon reentry. And what Gingrich and uh, many others have talked about is the idea of exploding one in space and just creating what's called an EMP bubble, Mm -hmm. which wipes out all the electronics, but it doesn't actually do any physical harm to any people. And that one, you wouldn't have a chance to stop because it it wouldn't enter the atmosphere before it exploded.
1: Yes. And and, um, interestingly enough, um, we've had more and more discussion I think there was even the discussion a couple of weeks ago that, that came out of some testimony. In fact, I know the testimony. It came from officials testifying in Congress that an interruption of a ma- significant magnitude, not just one system going down, but the power grid, the telecommunications grid, they've been trying to tell us that this could happen and likely will happen at some point in the future. But it does, It's it's almost like someone was predicting 9-11 or someone was predicting the pandemic. And it doesn't seem like anybody's taking it seriously. So maybe the Speaker of the House is being proactive to try to head this off so that it doesn't become the October surprise. Oh my goodness, the the Russians have a a missile that could destroy us and we've all got to go hide. We can't go vote. Uh, Maybe that's far-fetched, but maybe there's some Method to their madness in outing the Democrats because the, the White House didn't seem to want to talk about it. Uh, Jake Sullivan said, well, I'll address it when when I talk to the individual members. I don't think they're going to be real, really all that anxious to declassify this information and tell the public about it.
0: Well, and the thing is, we can do something about this right now. The the, the uh, equipment that's used in transformers is made in Mexico and China. And mm-hmm. so we don't have any of it being made in America. And recently, Dennis Quaid has has made um, a movie about this very scenario and using this, that it could come from an enemy uh, or solar flares, uh, which are just as possible. And actually, we have one do. And so it's not that hard to prepare for at least the EMP aspect, which is really the more dangerous aspect because it just, you know, puts any town in the Stone Age with no electronic circuits at work and no cars built, you know, after the like 70s will work. Right. So I mean it's a really dangerous thing. Uh, Air Force 1 has already been outfitted uh, with equipment that make it make it makes it resistant uh, to an EMP blast and a lot of our military already has preparation for this. Uh, so it's it hardening, you know, the, the grid system is something we that is real and we can do it and it it is not that expensive comp- considering what it would save.
1: So in other words, Biden will be on Air Force 1 and will be able to survive it he just won't know where he is right ice cream stays <laughs> cold absolutely <laughs> so and we can't go without talking about our favorite person donald trump donald trump <laughs> so president trump made a comment which you know i sometimes i think this quote legacy media good god they just take everything way too damn seriously okay so he's he makes the comment about nato and the the countries that don't contribute maybe they should be invaded and it just becomes they turned it into the major headline they're trying to countervail biden being basically declared incompetent by 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 the special uh counsel or prosecutor and and equating that to some offhanded comment that is so trumpian to me i I just didn't see it as a big freaking deal did you
0: you no, know, it's exactly right. It's, it's it's like if if your parents were to you're about to head to school and you're and you're dressed up in a way that's going to get you harassed and 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 people are going to nag at you and they say, listen, don't wear that to school. I've already told you not to wear that to school. If you keep wearing that to school, I'm going to let one of those bullies beat you up. Now he doesn't mean that he's really going to let his kid get beat up by a bully. It's right. just something you say to make a point.
1: So Robert, they accused me of taking a briefcase. Uh, to elementary school with me, which is not true. Now, let me ask you: Did you wear that bow tie when you were in elementary school? Um, not elementary school. <laughs> not elementary school. Oh boy, that's that's a cool oh boy. I, I don't even want to talk about high school. So, um, <laughs> so right now, it, at the moment, it looks like Trump versus Biden. Um, they say there are going to be some changes at the RNC. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it uh, right now. It, it seems to me like the whole damn system is asleep. I don't know what people We say this every week. I, it's ad nauseum, so I won't do it again. But um, wh- what do you think right now about the sort of campaign that Donald Trump is running? Because It seems to me that this group of his and we said this a, in a prior podcast, but I want to focus on a little more seem to have their act together in a way that I've never seen with Trump. In, in past years.
0: Yeah. I feel like the campaign itself mm-hmm. is doing a very good job of, you know, just looking at the way that, that the grassroots efforts have, have done mm-hmm. uh, the way they're using data more efficiently. Uh, people who attend the rallies and all that stuff. And, right. and what I think disappoints Republicans is, you know, some of the major Republican donors and we're talking people who give 10, 20, $30 million right. to the Republican party get exploited by just a few consultants who take 50, 60% of it off the top uh, and hide it in some way that nobody knows they made it and right. then put our efforts out there and, you know, we have the same kind of corrupt system that runs a lot of what happens to the RNC. So to me, that's, that's what we have to fix.
1: Well, yeah, the Democrats
0: but, Don't tolerate that kind of grift. Yeah, and that's yeah, we, why they we,
1: win. We've also talked about ad, that ad nauseum. I think almost like people were tired of hearing us talk about it because it, it never changes. And,
0: but but what can but it, it does change because it hasn't always been that way and it can be fixed. So I, I don't buy it can't change. Agreed. Well, so the clock is ticking.
1: And so we're going we're going to get to uh, Super Tuesday very quickly. Uh, like we said at the top of the show, it looks like we're going to have state after state after state that Trump's going to carry substantially. And this whole thing's going to be over whether they want to have a dream of Nikki Haley. Oh, yes. Yeah, she got to 40 percent in her home state. Whoopty do Now, you know, I got news for you. If I get, if even I got 45% in my home state, that's not exactly something to brag about. I mean, you were the governor of the stinking state and you can't get 50%. So to me, that's lights out.
0: She doesn't win. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if Carolina or Clemson were to win by 20 points, there are no bragging rights.
1: No. I mean, you got to win. And, and so she's got to win and she's not going to win unless something unbelievable happens. So she's going to be gone. And now it's going to get down. To brass tax, It's basically from March on, and we'll see what Super Tuesday. Obviously, we'll cover that. I don't know. I'm going to poll a lot of it. I don't know if you are either. I mean, it's sort of a waste to go poll all these states, but we'll poll a few of them. Um, I think that from that point on, every day is like, it should be the most, it's like your last days on earth. You've got to live it, fight it to the fullest. And I just don't see the Republicans with any game plan to do that. And I don't know that Donald Trump, one human being alone, with all the stuff he's got to deal with, uh, all these cases, I don't know that if one team, one group could do it. But you got a president who obviously is talking to people who've been leaders of com- countries that have been dead for 20 years. So it's going to be a hell of a, of a race. If you were running the campaign for the Republicans what would be the number one thing you would do right now let's say trump we know it's the presumptive nominee on march uh, right after the super tuesday march 6th march 7th whatever what would what message would you start with and permeate get out there everywhere right now
0: well not so much a message i got two things i would do right uh the, f- the first and this is what i think they are doing is i would really focus on um voter integrity and make sure that whatever laws exist in a state, whatever they are, are being followed to the letter of the law. And some of the gray areas are being addressed in advance, preparing, um, you know, the ability to take a court, a case to court if there's a problem. And, you know, the best way to prevent all this stuff is somebody to be watching. Uh, So that's the first thing I do. And from what I understand, this new chairman of the RNC, that's supposed to be his specialty Right. So I'm very impressed with that, um, if, if they focus on it the way they should. And the f- resources are there. So word of the wise, if you have some money you want to give and, and this guy's focused on it, then maybe it's time to give it to the party again. Right. Uh, second, I would pick a great vice presidential choice, which brings us back to our vice presidential uh, selection okay. we'll cover it at the end.
1: So, Robert, we, we put out uh, basically uh, – well, you've got a big following on, on social media. I've got 12 people because you know I don't like social media. But mm-hmm. um, occasionally, I'll hit it with big stuff. But just, it's just never been my thing. I, I, it only would get me in trouble. But you do it very well, and you were kind enough to use your vast resources to get people to give suggestions to us who we should include on a ballot when we do a poll ourselves probably post super Tuesday of who would be the most popular choice among Republicans to be the VP nominee. Now, what are you getting so far?
0: Well, we got, we got quite a few people have submitted their ideas. Um, you know, we, we we've got a, a across the range, all the names you would expect to hear and then a few you wouldn't. We had one, one person suggested McCarthy. I thought that was a unique choice. Yeah. Um, and then, then, then we had some. A couple uh, suggested Kennedy, and then you know the we, the, the ones who uh, had uh, suggested to I guess we'll have to address the two people from one state. Right. Uh, problem that that would bring up. But um, you know, so far it's been kind of the, the names that, that were suggested, and certainly um, we've gotten quite a few uh, for the people that you and I picked. Uh, I think yours was Stefanik, and I, I was um, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee. And so I think it's it's going to be interesting. I, I think we'll, we'll narrow it down to a good four or five uh, choices, and then just let our folks vote. You know what's a participate. what's a shame is I mean you can always get around the
1: the being from the same state thing. Somebody moves for a week.
0: Somebody's got to move, which yeah. was really easy for Dick Cheney to move back to to yeah. um, uh, Wyoming. But uh, let's just think about that conversation between DeSantis <laughs> and Trump. Well, He's yeah. going to leave Florida. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's not
1: going to happen. But but I tell you what, I, I think DeSantis would have been a, a somebody's great VP. I, I am disappointed. I'm hearing stories here in Florida that he's put the word out that uh, that if you if you if you help Trump or you're involved with Trump, don't expect any favors out of the governor's office. That that is let me just make a point that is politically immature. Um, you got to you know, he is a great governor. I like him. Um, I think he's got a great future. But you start doing
0: that sort of crap and you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If I'm him and I'm looking at the way Nikki's being portrayed, he needs to mend that Trump fence and get back in the game. Oh, he needs to get on it at 90 miles an hour. And, you know,
1: Don, and here's a word. Here's a word to President Trump. I know you listen to me so often, like never. Um, I'd let him back on. Forget all this, all, this, all this past bad blood among your staffers and, you know, forget it. You know, you got you got a country to save if you believe that, that you're the ones who can save it. And you better get off your ass and get together because there's no room to leave anybody off the train. And uh, now one other quick thing before really we're getting, not the people who. Who subscribe to the same philosophy you do, at least? Correct. Right. Now, you know, we always talk about sports again, so we're going to get to the Super Bowl in just a second. Oh, good. But there was an ad that ran that that the n- national media didn't talk about because they didn't want to talk about it. And the, oddly enough, the candidate that it was about later repudiated it because of his fancy family, feeling like it was it was treading on the memory of a former family member. That was Robert F. Kennedy's brilliant ad it was a brilliant ad i don't know who did it it was brilliant they took the jfk commercial that ran in 1960 you know kennedy 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 Kennedy. i mean it's it's old it looked like 1960s advertising because they basically lifted the actual
0: visuals you could see it was weird because when you're watching it it was in that screen and not the letterbox we are used to so you could tell it was the original footage that's right and 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 you know what? I thought it was damn brilliant. And, and I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. If
1: the media was not so dishonest in this country, somebody would have said that was one hell of a smart commercial. But, you know, not enough people remember that ad. And without the media, because I'm sure what they were trying to do is create a buzz. The only buzz they created is apparently some of those snotty relatives of his felt what because he's not a climate. Uh, they, they hadn't done enough for the climate. I don't know what it is. They don't I think like it was vaccine. So. Oh, because of his vax. That's right. He's a big climate. It's a, he's an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They had besmirched the memory of, you know, one of the 18 zillion Kennedy uh, family members. And I'm not putting them down. I, 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 I respected. I loved President Kennedy as a young kid. still do. I mean, we all knew he had his faults, but I think he was a great president. He was cut down early. And, um uh, Bobby Kennedy was an interesting person. But I think Robert Kennedy uh Junior is an interesting person. And I'm gonna tell you this, right? I mean, he, he could say, This is my uncle. Who who's closer to him than me? Well, you know so, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So so here, yeah, because none of the rest of them even remember. They're too young. I, I think that Robert Kennedy it there's a role. I don't know what he's going to play in this general election. I mean, maybe it's going to be a third party and siphon folks away. I, I But I just get a feeling he ain't going away. And um, he's he's impressed me. He really has. Uh, he's, he's he's tough as nails. He's in there. I know his voice is distracting. But, I mean, we all got something wrong with this. No, nobody's perfect. I can understand what he's saying. I sure as hell can understand what he's saying versus the president these days. And so I just think rft has got something – don't know what it is, but that commercial, tip of the hat to him. You and I talked about it earlier this week. I just thought it was a hell of a commercial. And for political junkies like us, it it,
0: it was it was fun to see. Now we'll I talk about criticize it. But If I were him and I would encourage the pack to run that during Law and Order every day when old people are watching. I'd run and it all Andy, time. They watched Law I'd, and Order.
1: I'd run it all the time, say to hell with the family. But you know, <laughs> it's not my money, not my campaign, not not, not my, my not my job. Um all right, finally, before we talk about the Super Bowl, I do want to make note of the shooting that took place in Kansas City right after the parade um, took place. And uh, I, I think there was at least one fatality, eight people or eight or nine or more injured. This kind of stuff is just, I mean, for a city to be celebrating their Super Bowl championship and have something like this happen Yeah, I know it'll get the gun thing going. And I don't even want to talk about that today, but it does put a damper on what otherwise was a hell of a game. I do want to talk. So our our condolences and our our thoughts and prayers to the folks in KC. Um, But let's talk about the game for a second. Um, Now, if you wanted a rigged, orchestrated, made for TV, made for TV movie, you couldn't come up with anything more than – Swift, Taylor Swift arriving just in time to watch her boyfriend. Boyfriend gets mad, knocks over the coach. All of a sudden, it goes into overtime. They come roaring back. Mahomes wins the game. They're all up there on the podium together, including Taylor with, a, with the boyfriend with the big giant beard and what, whatever. I mean, holy Moses. How did that happen? Oh, that's right. I predicted it, didn't I? <laughs> didn't I say that last week?
0: But contrary to a lot of big rumors, she didn't say anything about politics. Right. Because, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe, maybe she's smart enough to realize that the last time she weighed in, I believe she was trying to beat Marsha Blackburn, and I don't think it worked. No. Uh, no. Again, another reason a Marsha Blackburn would be a great choice for VP. I'm throwing that in there. But um, yeah, you said yeah, that. It was yeah. an incredible game. Yeah. I loved it.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, <laughs> probably Taylor on that flight back from Tokyo got the word that the president doesn't know what room he's in and probably thought it probably is not a good idea to get up there and endorse him right now. I mean, look, I I hate to be, I I think, you know, on these shows in the past, we would get asked this question about the president's uh, mental capacity. And I always said, I'm not a doctor. I, I can't say, but what I can say now is this. And I think, we probably can end with this, but it's worth us discussing. Um, There's a big move for him to take that cognitive test that they give. They gave it to me. I had to take this thing last year, you know, for my doctor. It's like, you know, give you, give you three numbers or whatever. And then you're not old enough to have to do this yet, Robert. Then he comes back, you know, about five minutes later. Now, what did I tell you? And I managed to pass miraculously, (laughs) but, uh, but I'd like to see that test administered to him and I'd like to see it recorded from start to finish. I so, want to do it live. Do it live. Do it live. You want to restore. You know what, Robert? I think we've come up with a headline here. Tab- uh, do it for both of them live in
0: two different rooms. Oh, that man. Good. That's the knockdown. I love Can it. Can you imagine the amount of money you could sell ads for Ooh. that? Pa- pay- pay-per-view would go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <Holy laughs> Robert, here's what we do. Okay. Robert
1: Cahaley and Matt Towery, the pollsters who who we, <laughs> we are not afraid. We call it like we see it. You know, I've said the Republicans are for crap this year. You've said it too. They don't have their shit together. I don't think they can win. Um, I've said that Trump is, is good, but he can be his own worst. I, I now say that Biden may not know what room he's in, but here's the bottom line. We're fair. We want you two guys to come on live on our podcast and take a, the test administered by a, a, a trained physician and show which one of you two can remember stuff. Because you notice, Robert, right now, what the media is doing. They're trying to me too, quote unquote, Donald Trump by, right. saying, by saying, well, he has a bad memory too. You think he's got a bad memory?
0: Well, you know. I th- Say something against him and and, and see and ask him 10 years because he still remembered it, and you'll find out about his memory is. Mr.
1: President, I want to apologize for all of my imitations of you. I love you. I truly do. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, I would love
1: to have that happen.
0: I, but I, we, will, we will be charging extra for that podcast, just so You, so think, you think? You think? Well, yeah, we'll probably a lot.
1: armed guards and a referee.
0: 39 95 and I don't, you can't share the password.
1: Of course, that's never happened. But what could happen is, is they both need to take that test. Now, I know who I'm betting on to pass it. (laughs) I know I'm betting on to have a problem unless unless they find a way to to help him out with it. But uh, they they probably need to do that. Anyway, we've we've run our course here. South Carolina is just around the corner. Yippee. I know that's big for you because you live there. I it's think fun. I think it's sort of a yawn uh, politically right now. I don't think it's getting the attention that it
0: it might have. No, which, it is not near as fun as it's been in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but we'll be watching it, and um, you know, hey, we'll uh, we'll see if our our uh, our gut instinct about the polls in South Carolina, right? We probably will have Mr. Trump a little lower than some of the others. Not because we disrespect him, not because we disrespect you, sir. It's because we do think that they're gonna cart some of those Democrats and independents over to vote who don't have anything else to do. And Nikki, by the way, is helping work on that with her ad. So we'll have to see how that works out. Robert, it's been fun. We'll get together next week for more Polling Plus. Until then, I am Matt Towery for the bow-tied one himself, Robert Cahaley. You have a great week, and we'll see you next week on Polling Plus.